All right, we are officially live for the RTD, RTD Q&A uh, midday section. My name is Mike, the host, and I have, I'm happy to have returning guest, Mr. Jim Willie from the golden-jackass.com. I'll put this on the screen for those that may not be familiar with his work. But uh, Jim Willie, it's great to have you back on. It's been a while, and so definitely looking forward to having you give us uh, the full rundown as to what's going on and go from there. So as always, we're streaming live, so we're going to ask some okay. questions from the audience, and then I'll... I'll, I'll add them in there accordingly, but we're going to keep it going. But talking behind the scenes, I want to start off with, you know, rethinking the dollar. You said it's time to, you know, was it bury the dollar? So let, let's start off uh, with that. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't mince words. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, you know, poo-poo coot around. Yeah. I had a manager who said, Jim, quit poo-poo cooting around. I said, I never poo-poo coot around. Um, this is not about a virus. This is about the death of the dollar. Um in October and November, the dollar broke. The foundation erupted. The foundation exploded. And, and you know, people noticed, well, we got big volume in the repo, the repurchase for treasuries and the big banks. We got a lot of volume there. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they say, we're watching the death of the dollar? Yeah, I don't think they would. That, I, don't, I don't think they would want to say something like that. <laughs> well, they probably thought, well, this is, these are big patches on the dollar, and it'll continue. No, no, the foundation broke, and it's not repairable. This is worse than Humpty Dumpty. Uh, th this is so fractured, so exploded. This is like you know San Andreas fault had a big earthquake on top of Hurricane Katrina and they added a harp event at the same time and threw on several tons of acid. This is dead. We are dead with the dollar. Mm. So that's what happened. Yeah. And the, the managers, you know, we don't have the right words. In Spanish, it's the dueños. Um, the managers of the dollar, the owners of the dollar, the, the kings, the mafia dons, the, the, the uber uber lords and, and supranational, supranational or managers and, and kings of the dollar. They decided, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, our dollar is dying here. It's, it's going into massive heart attacks day after day. What are we going to do? We're going to lose control. Because the East is coming up with the gold standard, China, Russia. Yeah. Uh, you know, throw in Korea and Japan. They're just waiting, waiting for the door to open. Okay, well, if that all happens, who's going to manage the global financial system? It's not going to be the old dollar manager. Let's just call them the dollar manager, the Uber Lords. So they decided, all right, let's do a jump shift. Let's wreck the economy. Let's convince the idiots to stay at home and not go to the park. Right, right. That's let's, what's happening. Let's bribe the, the major corporations and, you know, the crowd, the crowd centers like movie theaters, restaurants, stadiums, amusement parks, airports. Let's just bribe them and bully them to shut down. And we'll convince everybody to engage in solidarity for national pride while we kill each other slowly mm. with suicide from lack of income lack of activity and eventually lack of food but yeah. let's have solidarity yeah every time i see a mask i giggle 
every time I see one of these face guards, I laugh openly. It's more than a giggle. And I sometimes point, point <laughs> look at you. <laughs> it's, it's an international stupidity test in progress for humankind, and we're failing. Yeah. Okay. Are you able to notice the fraud in the data? Are you able to notice that most people don't have corona when they say it's corona? Have you noticed the 98% reduction in the estimated number of deaths? Have you noticed the CDC coming down 90% in their number of corona deaths? Have you noticed the Medicare fraud that induces doctors to call it corona to get the 39,000? Have you noticed the empty fucking hospitals? Have you noticed anything or are you just watching the news like a stinking moron? That's a good okay. question. A good portion of people, unfortunately, are, are, have bought into the, I call it psychological warfare that they've imposed upon us against an invisible enemy and we're losing thus far. Yeah, you know, there's some parallels with the Nazi playbook and this is what got me death threats in 2006 and led me to leave the United States. What is the Nazi playbook? Well, we saw it in a very big way with 9-11. So let's just have some fun with this for a minute. 9-11, we had the invisible enemy. That's key. That is key. The invisible enemy. Oh, the Arab terrorists. Oh, be careful. They got Arab terrorists and they got sleeper cells and oh my gosh they're, they're invisible and they're deadly wow okay so we blew up a building and it had a lot of glass there's your crystal knocked we threatened the congress with anthrax to pass the patriot act which abolished the bill of rights overnight the anthrax is not talked about anymore but there's your destruction of your bundestag Bundestag just means German Parliament. Okay, and then you continue and change all the laws and uh, basically lock it down and uh, take away the freedoms. That's the Nazi playbook. Okay, that was seen on 9-11. Okay, do we see that now? Well, we have an invisible enemy. It's the virus. You know, I, I, I don't have a lot of patience with people. They tell me their opinion, and I say, well, do you know what a virus is? They say no. Is it a bacterium? They say no. Do you know how to test for a virus? They say no. I said, do you even know how a virus works with your body and at the cellular level? They say no. I say, do you know what a test is for a type of virus and how it can be flimsy by looking for certain gene sequences and not being thorough? No. Then you don't have a right for an opinion. You're an idiot. You're uneducated. You don't know anything. So don't try to tell me I need to stand a meter and a half behind you. Well, yeah, I, I want to because I don't want to catch your stupidity. <clears throat> and, you know, I like the social distance, <clears throat> Michael, Yeah. of one millimeter. You know, <clears throat> yeah, one millimeter. Yeah, at about, you know, nine at night with a sweetheart. Yeah, that works for me. One millimeter. Don't tell me to keep my distance. Don't tell me to keep from hugging my friend. Don't tell me to stop kissing. Don't tell me to stay away from my friends. You can kiss my ass. That's my attitude. 
Okay, so you know you got you got all these social rules, and I say kiss my ass, and it's hairy, by the way. I don't have any time for this bullshit. This is a medical fascist coup done by the managers of the dollar when they saw they were going to lose control to the gold standard. Well, I got news for you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. It's not working. It has not worked, and we're reaching soon a, a climax. But it's going to be painful, and there are going to be some victims, and there are going to be some casualties, and there are going to be some bankruptcies. There are going to be some deaths. I'm not talking about deaths from corona. I'm talking about deaths from absent supply chain, absent income. I'm talking about, you know, people dying from like 5G. Mm. Okay, you know, there's a hidden element to this that people need to wrap their heads around. There's no correlation between, okay, we, we've now had six, eight weeks, 10 weeks of this bullshit. We, we've got 30, 40, 50 countries now involved, and it's time now for the statisticians to enter the room. That's what I am. I'm a marketing research statistician. I'm a quality control statistician. I'm a forecast and sales analysis statistician. And, gee, if we add together all the pulmonary infectious disease type deaths, how come we have fewer this year than last year? Oh, yeah. oh, we've got a pandemic. We got a stinking ass pandemic with news networks. If you want to get rid of your fear, turn off the news. You want to solve the nation's problem, turn off the news. Commandeer the news organizations. Commandeer it by martial law. Get this on with it. Get on with this. We're, 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 we're screwing it up. This is ridiculous what's going on. Why, if you breakdown I mean, this, is what it, this is standard biostatistics you got the deaths okay I want the categories infectious pulmonary disease even viral okay whatever you got you got tuberculosis you got pneumonia you got corona and you got just nasty ass influenza mm -hmm. add them all together and you got a decline now over last year what's the problem Okay, let's, let's break it down like a good statistical analyst would do. Let's now look at the group de deaths for pulmonary viral infection. Let's look at the individuals. Wow, look at that. Pneumonia, 2017, 2018, 2019, and now it's zero. Yeah. This corona is nothing more than pneumonia which I believe is induced by 5G radiation, which burns the shit out of your lungs at the alveoli sac level, causes fluids to, to form and build up in your lungs. It gets infected and they call it pneumonia. Can we move on to the next problem? This is not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> We're a nation of idiots. We're a nation of stupid sheep who don't have the good sense to say, show me the data, you liar. I mean, I'm sick of this. I don't have any patience whatsoever. All right, now watch There's, this. Let me, throw in, let me throw in a question real quick. Go ahead. Now, we're, we're stateside, and I'm assuming down in Costa Rica as well. The, you know, all the countries that's bought into it, they're on lockdown, and all the governments now have implemented all types of fiscal policies of stimulus and all that type of stuff like that. So 
as a result of the stupidity of the masses by buying into this false narrative the economy has come to a halt there are certain states that want to reopen is there a flipping back on the switch that could prolong this collapse or is the collapse imminent because of shutdown and was the shutdown a part of the original design to transition us to our next monetary system I think the dollar managers, the, the banker cabal, decided we can't just go out and, and kill people quickly. So let's wreck the economy so that they have risk of starving to death on top of everything else. I saw some data, and I've got the data right in front of me. The top 10 blue state governors, the top 10 Democrat governors, those states have a population a little over 100 million, and they had 36,000, this is as of a few days ago, 34,600 corona cases. Mm -hmm. And the top 10 Republican red states, again, a little over 100 million, like 101 versus 105, a nice critical mass, two-part, you know, two-cell two frequency test. You don't need to apply any statistical analysis to this because the Democrat states had 34,000 and the Republican states had two and one half thousand corona cases. Mm. So the Republicans are more honest about their medical data and the Democrats are saying, just pile it on, call it all, call it all, come one, come all, you deaths. We'll call them all corona. <clears throat> okay, I, before I get to a, a more complete answer <clears throat> for the, the systemic breakdown, I want to get to, these are cases that came directly to me, phone calls, emails, uh, text messages, etc. A good friend, his father died of, uh, you know, the follow-on effects from a, a stroke. He had a, he had a stroke, an aneurysm, a stroke a few years ago. He finally died. He was very weak for year after year. He finally died. He had a little sweat here, so they called it corona. They had to quarantine the body for 14 days. It's almost done. Now it, they can bury him. The family's furious. Second case, got a, a friend whose uncle died of a heart attack. They shoved the ventilator down his throat, therefore they called it corona. Mm. Third one. A client said, Jim, a friend of mine, I just had a car accident, or it was his brother, I can't remember exactly, but it was a client who said, I've got a friend and his brother died of a car accident, and they shoved the ventilator down his throat, so they called it Corona. Yesterday, I got an email from a client who said, Jim, I got a, a, a friend of a friend, he just died of a drug overdose, they called it Corona. We're calling everything Corona, so I've got a joke. Unless and until we humans stop dying, we're going to have a lockdown of the economy. <laughs> yeah, I have some stories of my own because I, you know, my, my wife's in the medical field, so I've heard all types of scenarios. So that's why my perspective is a little bit different as well. And so anybody that's admitted into the hospital, they automatically are brought in and they have to go through the process of being scanned for and screened for that particular health scare. Regardless of what the situation is, a person was in the hospital for, for, for some type of body ailment well beneath the respiratory area, was, was treated for all the COVID stuff. And then after that, he's like, this is not what I came in for. He ended up leaving. If you get so, fungus on your big toe, they're going to call that corona. Yeah. <laughs> this is how ridiculous it's getting. Uh, I've got a joke. It goes like this. 
We got a geometric growth in New York City. This is alarming. The number of corona cases are getting out of control. We have a projection that by, by two or three weeks, it's going to be 100 million cases in New York City. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, morons watching the news say, wow, that's a big number. I'm going to stay in home. I'm going to get a mask. I'm going to get a Victoria Secret beautiful panties and call it my mask and wear it with my bike helmet. I am sick of these morons. We are a dumb nation. But, you know, in Michigan, you guys got some, some serious stones. We got, we got uh, issues up here. Governor well, you, you, you had a march on the, on the Lansing governor's mansion. I mean, yeah, let's get on with it. Where are the pitchforks? Yeah. Okay. Okay, now the, the lock, the lockdown and systemic breakdown. We're we're in the midst now of serious risk of of not just supply chain breakdown, but food supply chain breakdown. Yeah, and and Trump tried to organize the different you know multinational corporations or whatever the heck it was to keep things going, but we're hearing one story after another. I think it was Smithfield Foods with pork. They, they said our workers, we're not going to require them to come to work. As, as long as you've got workers and not robots, you're going to have the threat of, of this supposed pandemic. I like calling it the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's a pandemic of propaganda news and human stupidity. I, I'm really tired of the human stupidity. I've been called an idiot, one correct forecast after the other, Michael. I remember way back I said, we're going to have the housing market get crushed. I said this in 2005 and six, and they said, oh, no, no, it's a physical hard asset type economy, uh, type sector. And I said, yeah, yeah, brick and mortar and wood. Tell me all about it. And, and how do you get a mortgage, by the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a financial instrument. I get it. Okay. If you can't get a mortgage, what's the value of that house with all your nice brick and mortar? Okay, just plummets. Okay, I got told that I was an idiot in 2000 and, uh, well, actually, you know, in 2007 and eight when I forecasted the Lehman Brothers uh, collapse, mm-hmm. I, I did so four and five minutes in months in advance. I did, was not called an idiot for that. But following that, I was called an idiot when I said we're going to zero percent. I mean, we're full of idiots. We don't know how to think out the, outside the box. I had people tell me way back in 08 following Lehman, Jim, I've studied economics. You can't do that. You can't have 0%. I said, tell Japan, you moron. <clears throat> They've had it for 20 years. Okay. Then in 2011, I had a forecast. I said, you know, we're going to QE. Uh, we, 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 can't, uh, we can't permit. Uh, the situation to break down, mm-hmm. which was the treasury bond market losing its investors. We can't allow that. So we're going to have to go to QE and follow the way of Japan, not just their 0%, but QE to monetize our bond market, to monetize the U.S. government debt. And people said, no, no, Jim, U.S. will never go to that. We'll never revert, revert to that. And I said, get back to me in a year. Okay, then I said, 
in 2012, I said, we're going to have trillion dollar deficits for as far as the eye can see because we will fix nothing. And people said, Jim, that's crazy. Our economy is going to rebound. This QE is stimulus. I said, no, it's not. It's just kind of a huge welfare system for the big banks. Like, oh, right. That, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So later I said, gosh, have you noticed the firewall so that it makes sure the money doesn't cross Wall Street and get into Main Street? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Okay, you know, I'm just tired of stupidity, Michael. Yes. It is everywhere. We are, I would say, considerably more stupid than we were 25 years ago as a nation. We, we've got universities that are really practicing heretical, theoretical teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I had a big discussion with uh, Janda, Dave Janda. He's got his show, and it's in your backyard. Yeah, and I <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, we call it A squared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I made a I made kind of a joke to him. I said, "Well, at least you got University of Michigan, that bastion of of academic excellence." And he said, "Jim, you wouldn't believe how downhill it has gone at University of Michigan and A squared." I said, "Tell me." He said, "Well, they got 150 new professors put on the faculty in the last five years, and their responsibility is diversity." Mm. Okay, so, uh, you know, maybe we got a lot of transgenders running around in Ann, in Ann Arbor. Uh, I mean, I don't have the time of day for this diversity shit. Don't tell me what I can and can't think with your political correctness nonsense. I'm going to think what I choose to think. I'm going to ask questions what I decide to ask, and I'm going to tell you to go to hell. And if that means I have to leave your store or leave your classroom, I will do so, and I will invite others to follow me. You can take your PC and shove it up your ass. I don't have any time for it at all. Okay, so <clears throat> we are in danger of systemic failure right now. And I think it's part of their plan that the banker cabal, the Uber Uber Lords, mm -hmm. they decided, well let's let's just wreck it all. And people will die. That's what happens when the system breaks. If you got a neighborhood and you just kind of burn things down and start raping all the girls and robbing all the homes golly how does the economy work in that neighborhood it just everything breaks down that's what they're trying to do and they're actually convincing a lot of people to be obedient stay at home I, when i read on a on a like a i go through a, a certain mall i live nearby mm -hmm. and it's a good indicator because some of them honor it and some of them don't some of them shut down and say, for solidarity for our national issues right now, we're going to remain closed so that until we get over this big problem. Mm -hmm. And I think, wow, you know, good luck. I, I tell you what, when you open up, I ain't coming back to your store. If you they can, open up again. That's if, they, if they open up. <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to say next. <laughs> and, in fact, I, I had a, an issue with a – Oh, it was a national chain that's in the United States for serving sandwiches. Okay, I, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> um, and they finally opened up after two weeks. Everybody was closed Easter week, and a lot of them were closed the following week. And then the week after that, some of them opened up. And I went there, and I got myself a nice sandwich of things that I really like. Um, and, and, and the lady had a mask on, and I thought, gosh, what a fool. And I, but it might have been a requirement 
to go to, to work. work. Yeah. Okay. I, I respect that from the person, but not from the store uh, management. But then the store management is told by the government minister of health, who's just drunk with power in country after country and state after state. Maybe that's the order for opening up. Anyway, th this woman was a little abrupt with me, and her Spanish was in that kind of Spanish. I call it, I call it Espanol de mierda, you know, shit Spanish. Is it extremely fast or just? No, no, she just did And I thought, perdón? And she repeated, and I said, perdón, hablo más fuerte, speak, speak louder. And she and I said, oh, gosh, forget, ovilo, ovilo. And I dropped the money instead of putting, I just dropped it with defiance and turned my back. <laughs> just went like this. I waited for the sandwich. I walked away. Gracias. Gracias. And I should have said, no voy a regresar, mommy. I'm not going to come back, mommy. <clears throat> okay. You know, I, I don't have patience for the shit. I, I've probably at 15 different stores and little boutiques, I've explained to them what's going on. Mm -hmm. False data, uh, lies on the news networks, they don't break down the data, they don't explain what pneumonia uh, is, is all about these days and how there are no more cases in pneumonia. And, and don't tell me, oh, but people are dying. I said, oh, I get it. Last year, nobody died. In all of Costa Rica, nobody died. You know, if we want to get alert and use consistent rules, we should conclude that one of the major causes of death in the United States is doctor malpractice. So we should shut down all the doctor clinics and force them to forfeit their medical licenses. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Right. Good luck with that. What I'm relishing now, and I'm yeah. licking my chops, is the case after case of treason, uh, medical fraud, healthcare fraud, malfeasance at a national level, you name it. Like this Dr. Fauci, I hope they execute this son of a bitch. Mm. And we might have to execute one of Obama clones too because the clones are running around and uh, we should grab them and, and, you know, charge Obama along with Fauci and Gates. I tell you. One of my new heroes, Michael, is Robert Kennedy Jr. Wow. Mm. Did he do a job on Fauci and Gates? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I could have done a better job if I had prepared for a week. It, it, was a, it was a Twitter. It was a speech. It was a conference, press conference. It was all the above. And I, I actually believe that it might have been Trump who said to Robert Kennedy Jr., I want you to get out there. And I want you to just cut Gates to pieces. Mm -hmm. I want you to paint the story of how Gates is responsible for half a million cases in India of polio paralysis. Paint the picture of three or four other nations and, and let the American public know that this is a genocide artist looking to profit from a national forced vaccine. Boy, Robert Kennedy cut him to ribbons. I don't think Gates has been in a public appearance since. And now I'm hearing that Fauci does not have a sealed indictment. He's got an actual indictment for treason. Mm, really? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. You know, th these things need the fullness of time yeah. to, to be borne out.
Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't even know what the name of the crime is, but Fauci in the New England Journal of Medicine. I come from Boston. I, I had twenty year career there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Boston. It's it's a weird place, but uh, you know, you got Cape Cod. That's cool, and you got quick access to the northern ski spots. I'm a skier. Yeah. Um, that was cool. You got a lot of parks and a lot of ponds. That was cool. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, the Boston has a big, important, prestigious medical community, and they've got a journal. They call it the New England Journal of Medicine. It's considered number one in the United States. There are a couple of others that are rather prestigious too, but Fauci had an article a few months ago where he very, was very clear about the coronavirus. He said it has a mortality rate of one-tenth of one percent. Then why did he say it had a six or seven percent mortality rate on CNN before the nation? Was it to provoke fear? Mm-hmm. Was it to provoke maybe shutting down airports? What is the crime, Michael, if you falsely represent the risk of a certain disease in order to kill parts of the economy? What's the crime called? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I just call it national malfeasance. Okay, so watch this. And so if, if events that occur within our country and outside the world are, are considered to be national security risk, we can lump something in with that, saying it's a national, uh, it's national security uh, hoax or something that's worthy of treason. Well, yeah, but you can't. The crime <laughs> is, is a hoax. And yeah. I look in the, in the statutes for the state and, and – National hoax has consequence of 10 years in prison and $50,000 fine. No, it doesn't work that way. What's the crime? Well, they've, they've got – I saw the details on the Fauci charges. It didn't include child trafficking. It did say genocide, treason, uh, health care fraud. That's, I think, that's the answer, health care fraud. So, so let me ask you a question. If, if that is the case, why is he still working on the Trump administration? Well, he hasn't been seen for several days. <laughs> yeah, he has the MIA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, the good question is, is he locked down in an Atlanta CDC office or is he maybe in a federal jail cell in Washington, D.C.? Or was he whisked down to Guantanamo to fit? For an orange jumpsuit and a lethal injection. Mm. Okay, we don't know. We're just left to wonder. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Rodriguez tape from Hollywood, the boxer. No, I did not. Oh golly, that was about two weeks ago. I can't think of his first name. Uh, it doesn't matter. His last name is Rodriguez, mm. and he said, "I know a lot of A-list actors." You know, 15 or 20 of them, and I, I don't want to name them, but they're all worried now of being arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know I come from the sports world, and you know it's Los Angeles and it's it's Las Vegas, and uh, I don't know if I, I think he's a, a regular kind of boxer as opposed to kickboxer in the UFC, yeah. the Ultimate Fight Club or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, not Ultimate Fight Club. I'm thinking of the Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> um, anyway, this guy said. There is a major initiative going on in Los Angeles to arrest the Hollywood actors, producers, and executives. This was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
He said there's also a major initiative going on in the Caribbean with the U.S. Navy to intercept the narcotic shipments. We've got a major national initiative program going on right now during this lockdown. And they're, they're, they're destroying the underground tunnel system for child trafficking. I don't want to get into all that. Mm -hmm. I said we're going to be seeing photographs soon of the cages. Um, I've heard that they've rescued 50,000 children. And, uh, in, okay, you, let, let me talk about something very delicate. Um, it's ugly and it's delicate. Okay, you, you can go back several years and look at Afghanistan and say, what the hell are we doing there? Mm -hmm. Okay, from the, from the get-go, from 2003, don't tell me that we're hunting Osama bin Laden. Don't, don't, please don't go there. Because I don't think they have internet in the caves. They do have heroin. Um, don't insult my intelligence because okay, this is kind of cool. In 2003, 4, and 5, I had a co-worker in my little consulting firm, and he was Pakistani. His name was Ahmad, which doesn't give it away because I think they got about 12 million Ahmads in Pakistan. Um, <laughs> We had lunch together. He was my database expert, and uh, we we kicked some ass together. We we mm -hmm. did some good work, but I had lunch with him because he's a nice guy, and he had a master's in in statistics. Now he had an MBA and he took some that was it an MBA. He took some statistics and he he was really good with in infotech, you know, IT and database work and all that stuff. And he was he was my guy. Mm -hmm. um, he said, Jim. I want you to come to my office afterwards, after lunch. I want to show you something. It's from the Karachi newspapers. And he said, uh, you may not know it, but uh, Pakistan speaks the language called Urdu, U-R-D-U. And it, it's got the same Arabic alphabet, but it's got some other little accents that make it different. It's kind of like what Spanish is to English. Okay, you they got the double, the double dot. That's, that's, that's it. Uh, Okay. The only word that I really focus on a lot with the double dot in, in Spanish is antigüedades, antiquities, but they got over the U, which means add a syllable, antiguedades, no antiguedades, antiguedades, okay, but they've also got the little accents, and okay, that's what Urdu, anyway, when we're in his office, Ahmad showed me, and he said, look, this is the funeral for Bin Laden, hmm. this is 05. Yeah, you know, we're just a nation of dumb people. We don't say, "Well, oh, he's really dead." Can can I see the the hometown newspaper, or he's still alive? And they dis they dispute that he's dead. Well, take a look at the Karachi newspaper. It was all over it, and he was a national hero, and and he wasn't even Pakistani. He was Saudi, but he spent a lot of time in Pakistan. But okay, you know, we're just a dumb nation. Um, I did not accept anything as as wrote. Ahmad went on. He said, "Jim, I'm I'm going to meet you in a couple of weeks. I know you you just got laid off. I'm going to." He called me up and said, "I'm going to uh, meet you." I, I got replaced by two younger kids who uh, each had masters and they got paid half my salary. So that that was actually probably a good move for the firm. I, I was bothered at the time. I was upset. I was you know wounded. But I started the newsletter. So how'd that work out? Yeah. Um, 
Ahmad went on to show me other things. He said, look, up to this point in 2004, Osama bin Laden said, the Sunnis and the Shiites must not be in conflict. We are all Muslims. But after his death, the CIA took over the narrative and said, Sunnis go out and kill those bastard, nasty Shiites. The entire narrative changed. But American didn't notice because they gave up. They thought, oh, he... I mean, I'm just, I'm so tired of stupidity. Yeah, so watch this. We're even told from day one on this whole war against terrorism that we're fighting, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, they gave them labels, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah. I mean, all these groups that we also, you know, those that follow alternative media also know that we funded and provided military aid for it and training and stuff like that. So we're told one thing on this side, but yet the reality is it's a different story. But can you actually blame Americans because we've been intentionally dumbed down? Well, you, the Americans tend not to read the alternative news. My sister doesn't get any alternative news. She said, Jim, it, it's, it's a lot of weird, fantastic stuff. I, I don't have time for all that. I'm busy. I said, are you too busy to listen to CNN? She said, no, I watch the news. I said, then you're not too busy to catch the news. Yeah. So don't hand me that argument. I'm tired of the I'm tired of the bullshit arguments. I'm really tired. I don't have any patience at all for the standard arguments. Mm -hmm. She said, "Well, it's a lot easier." I said, "I know it's a lot easier to be programmed as you are." And she said, oh, "I know there's a lot more going around. I got some friends who who catch up on that, but you know, I, I don't want to get into what really happened on 9/11. I, I don't really care. I've got my work, and I'm I work hard." And I said, well, I hope you will always have your work. And now she's under house arrest. Can't leave unless she's got police permission. What? Solidarity? Oh, golly. We've got a national breakdown going on, and, and we're beginning to see the civil disobedience. I... I, I put in, in interviews two weeks ago, I said, we're going to start to see civil disobedience. People are going to go to work. They're going to say, I need to make a living. Get out of my way. Mm -hmm. and, and now the biggest first evidence I've seen of the civil disobedience is, get out of my way. It's Saturday and I'm going to the beach. Get mm -hmm. out of my way. And it's true of Florida, the Carolinas, California. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Maybe Texas as well. You know, we got to get past this division of, of red state, blue state, Democrat, Republican. I don't have a whole lot of respect for the Democrat Party anymore. It got taken over by the Clintons and the deep state without the people even noticing. The Democrat loyalists, you know, rank and file in the street and homes and company workers, they just didn't notice that the Democrat Party is really the globalist socialist party now they didn't notice again they're kind of dumb people it, who read the hat trick letter are not dumb by the yeah. way is it that they're struggling or they're um they're, okay so i was gonna do a video about the american dream concept and how that basically died officially on march 13th when we all were forced or on official lockdown but yet throughout the last couple of uh years give or take a decade because of the increased cost of living as well as a the, the lack of ability for those to be able to sustain themselves, they buy into whoever offers things. And so the fact that they're giving stimulus checks now, 
talking about the digital dollar and all that stuff that's coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. Would you be surprised? I mean, you know, can we be surprised that it's all about, you know, what, what can you do for me? You'll get my vote if you, could, you know, if you could do something for me type of thing. Yeah, it, it's that, Michael. It's that, but it's also something else a little bit bigger, I think. Okay. I don't want anybody to interfere with my work and my income. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's what I have to say, if that's what I have to do, then that's fine because I want to go into my building and get my job. Mm-hmm. I want to do my work and provide for my family. I don't want anything to interfere with that. It's very important for me. So I will conform. Now, when they're at lunch, walking around the block, you know, going to the hardware store with a friend at lunch hour, yeah, they say, what a bunch of shit. But I'm not going to say that at work. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a rabble rouser. I don't want to be marked as, as a person who's causing trouble. Okay, and and let, let me explain how I conform to that. Mm-hmm. When I go into this mall, I don't make fun of people in the open who are wearing their dumbass mask mm-hmm. that doesn't protect them from jack viral shit. I leave it alone. I don't want that security guard to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, don't, don't, no, no molesta, no molesta cliente. Don't bother the clients and customers. No, 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 no. Hey, fine. But I'll go one on one. She's really cute. Her name is Layla. Oh, my Lord. She sells <laughs> perfume and Victoria's Secret cream and, you know, pink, the brand pink for spray. And I've got a closet full. I got five of them. I told her, I don't want to buy anymore. I because you're so nice. I buy another, but I'm having trouble giving them away. And she said, Well, give them to your girlfriend. I said, She's stuck in Guanacaste and can't cross your stinking bridge because of quarantine. So I can't get anyway. I talked with Layla, and man, is she pretty? Uh, about twenty-two, big brown eyes, just. <laughs> a figure that make you want to turn your head and rubberneck twice, three times. It, it took me about four different conversations of 10, 20 minutes each mm-hmm. before she started to realize, wow, so they're lying to us. I said, yeah, what I said last week, mm-hmm. what I said 10 days ago, they're lying to you. Why would they lie? Why would they hurt my job? I'm not making money. I got to pay the rent. Why would they lie? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know. Maybe the Minister of Health got a $5 million bribe from the narcos. Have you ever thought of that? She said, You mean my government is involved with narcos? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> and, and now I tell her about my case of my friend who, whose father had the stroke. Mm-hmm. And, and another friend whose father had a heart attack or uncle had a heart attack. And I said, they're calling him Corona, Layla. And she said, do they really have Corona? I said, no, but they get a bigger insurance payback. And she said, oh, so to get the money for insurance, they'll call it Corona. And I said, yeah, so the medical data is a lie. And she said, and why were the news Report the lie. And I said, because they're told to. And she's saying, so this group is lying and that group is lying and that group is being bribed? And I said, yeah, 
you're beginning to see it. And I said to her, look, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to go buy you a sandwich because you're so nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave you alone for a few days so this can all sink in. And don't bother to watch CNN unless you want to get scared. Tu quieres poner, tu quieres que te, tu quieres que te pone muy asustada? Do you want them to make you really scared? She said, no, no. I don't want to be scared. I'm already worried that I don't have enough income. Because look, look, I used to have two or three people buying the, the spray and perfume at any time. And now it's one or two an hour. And if you didn't buy yesterday, I wouldn't have had any sales yesterday afternoon. <clears throat> mm. I make her another offer that I want to talk about. <clears throat> <laughs> now I, I offered a, I offer her ten bucks for a picture of her in a bikini. <laughs> she is very pretty. Anyway, oh, she's not the good. only one. Her little buddy Esmeralda. Wow, she's only about seventeen. But you know, you gotta leave, gotta leave those youngins alone. Um, they're wrecking our economy, Michael. They're wrecking uh -huh. a lot of other economies. And you know, I got an, a, a client who I've met here. I met a married couple. They're over 70 years old. They're from California, but they're living in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. They treated me to a, a nice long lunch a year ago, and we've kept contact. This is how I build my network. Mm -hmm. I've had at least 70 people visit me here. Mm -hmm. I just finished 13 years. For the newsletter, I've got 16 years now. Month number 193. Are you kidding me? Anyway, this couple in Ecuador, I said, look. Hey, uh, I don't want to give away a name. I said, look, um, and an email. I said, I heard a story. I think it's bogus. I think it's total shit. Just please tell me, were there dead corona bodies on the beach in Ecuador? And she said, no. That was one of the most ridiculous stories, and it made it all through the AP and UPI press in mm -hmm. North America. She said, I said, how do you know? She said, well, I, I contacted an attorney and I asked him and I talked to a different fellow I know and he knows people very well for, for that kind of story. And he said, it's all false. I said, you sure they weren't dead bodies from gunshot wounds? <laughs> and she said, no, no, there was nothing to the story. It was just totally made up. This is what's going on in the news. Yeah. And people are glued to their set. Oh, my gosh, people are dead on the beach in Ecuador. Oh, my gosh, I hope it doesn't happen in Costa Rica. What, 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 what. And, and they stay at home. And they stay at home. And they wreck the economy. Man, watch this. That's very, that's very true. So what, I, I, I was doing some research the other day, and the only country that I'm aware of that, does, that has not closed their borders is Nicaragua. And so I, I was looking at, you know, a couple of weeks coming up, taking a little trip. And I was trying to find which country does not close. And Nicaragua is the only country that has their borders open. But the only problem is flights to Nicaragua, you know, from here from Detroit is $1,300. I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend that. But Nicaragua is the only country that never bought into that. And it so happens that they're under sanction and all the stuff that the U.S. is trying to do to them. So I'm not surprised at all. I could tell you, I could go on for an hour about Nicaragua. I've been there 20 times. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this. Best weather I have ever seen in my life. I don't mind if it's occasionally 90. It doesn't bother me. You know, wait an hour, stay in the shade, have some iced tea, have a lunch, go on back out at 3.30, and it's beautiful. It's 83. A mild breeze. Great water. 
great food, natural food, no GMO shit. Mm-hmm. Nicaragua is wonderful, but you can't get a bus from Costa Rica to there. You can't get an airplane. I never took the airplane. I, I, one time I took an airplane. It was only because it needed a connecting flight to go to Mexico or someplace. I thought, well, what a mess. Mm-hmm. But they have a nice little airport in, in Managua, and they don't have airports in seven different cities. They have an airport in their capital, Managua. Managua is kind of a tough city. It's a tough city. There's some money there. They're, they've got their seven families that run the show. I got a funny little story. I went. I had. I had a friend. Actually, I had a, a honey, in, in a, a little town called Granada, and she was, she was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to Granada. I went. I took a bus, and you know, they, they drop you off at Granada before they go on to Managua. So it's another half hour, so it's even shorter. But as I was leaving. My custom was to walk, never take. I don't like taxis. Taxis don't like me. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I'm a bike rider, and they try to run me over. I don't like them. Uh, I've been extorted by a taxi driver who. It's a long story, not the short story. But I'm tired of telling these little diversions. Anyway, <laughs> as I was walking to the bus stop, the bus station to take the bus to San Jose, Costa Rica, which is nine hours or eight hours, I noticed on a wall, Danielle Villador. Now, they use the word violacion for rape, okay? Mm-hmm. The woman was violated. Okay, well, you know, we could say that they, you know, they burned her chest and cut her face and they violated her. Oh, no, no. In Spanish, violate means you raped, okay? So, violacion is rape. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you cut them up, that, that's, that's other. They got other words for that. I'm not exactly sure of it. Anyway, so I saw... Danielle Villador. <laughs> so the next three trips, I'm, I'm walking to the bus. Oh, they're still there. It's it's spray painted. They haven't fixed it. Mm-hmm. Then finally, they painted over it yellow, and you couldn't see the Danielle Villador. So I asked my 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 buddy here. He's a guard for my building. We got you know a seven story building, and it's very protected. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, Pedro, t- tell me, am I missing something? They said Danielle Villador. And he said, Jim, it's Ortega. Uh, Danielle, you violated our nation. You've raped Nicaragua. The president, okay. Danielle <laughs> Nick Villador is painted all over the countryside. Really? Okay, so that's, you know, a funny little story with Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And, and the Sandinistas, they waited out. Two years ago, they had a big demonstration, mm-hmm. 50 people killed and lots of barricades. Didn't work. The Sandinistas are still in charge. Yeah. They've got more guns per capita in Nicaragua than they have in Texas. Really? Well, That's remember good. the Iran Contra? I wasn't. I don't think I was. I wasn't in tuned to that time frame. I heard some stories though. But... Yeah, you know, Oliver North and you know Nicaraguan. Uh, Nicaraguans got the guns, and they they moved cocaine through from uh, from from. I'm stumbling over my word. There was there was a, a, a trade going on. It was Colombian cocaine, American guns. Nicaragua was the location. There was a big civil war going on, and uh, my man Roberto Clemente died during all that. Mm-hmm. I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, Carnegie Mellon Graduate School too. But uh, my high school had uh, Dan Marino, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
You know, we, we got a we got a strange world, and, and we're we're going through a test here, Michael. Let let me let me explain something that's fascinating. Unless you got some other questions quickly, I, I want to explain yeah, I, something. I, I definitely want to touch on the oil situation. I want to touch that's on the metal it. situation. So yeah, yeah. Touch, give us the, give us the oil rundown. What happened this past uh, was the last month with the futures and all that stuff, and what's coming? Well, we've had a phenomenon that's taken place in the last year and a half or so. Before. 19, sorry, before 2018, there was a lot of naked shorting with futures for the gold market. And, and there was no enforcement by the CFTC, Commodity Futures Trading Commission. They allowed the Wall Street banks to do naked shorting and drive down the, oil, uh, the, the gold price, the gold price. But when the price came down, the big banks tended to to cover their shorts mm -hmm. so that as the price came down so did the open interest which is the number of contracts mm -hmm. outstanding yeah. it's a zero-sum game that held true for 20 years and then suddenly in 2018 and 19 we got a new phenomenon the price of, the, of gold goes down and somebody else got in there to buy, not to cover a short, but to buy and go long with a new contract. So the open interest did not go down, even though the gold price went down. <laughs> so then as the price began to recover from this external demand, it wasn't there before, can you say China? They had to short it again. So as it rose up, their open interest from the big bank naked shorts kept growing and now it's up to 700,000 before it was never over 200 250,000 now they got 700,000 so think of it as a gigantic vice that's putting in place Wall Street executive testicles Okay. Okay. That's well, what's going on. That's a nice little image. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, that. Okay. Nice image. Um, so now you've got the gold price rising again, and the open interest is again rising, and it's never been this high. And now you got the big four banks. They've got their report, and they're not reducing. And the second biggest four banks, they reduced. So something's going on with the biggest four banks. Can you say J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, and one more? What happened? What's up with that Scotia? Uh, the Scotia Bank. Uh, what, what's, what's that all about? Is that is that included in that mix or not something different? That's something different. Okay. Um, I asked the voice what's going on with Scotia because uh, he had he had some experience in Canada, and he said, "Well, Jim." The founder of Scotia Makota, that's the name of their bullion bank, Scotia Makota. And I've got my own little strange way of remembering the spelling of that second name, Makota. Um, the founder consistently refused the Wall Street group of providing and sharing their ample gold reserves. Not gold, their gold accounts. They, they refused to rehypothecate. They said, no, you can't touch it. So in 2015, they murdered the founder. The Bush gang murdered the founder of Scotia Makota.
After that, all the executives at Scotia decided, all right, we'll make it available for Wall Street. It bought them more time. My reasoning is very simple. This is not a complex story. They decided to shut down because they emptied their gold vaults. There's nothing more. They're not going to play any additional role. They're done. They've been depleted. They were forced at the point of a gun to supply Wall Street. And instead of taking on some other queer intermediary role, they decided we're shutting down. Screw this. I don't think there's anything more, more to the story. But, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to run with. But uh, we got something fascinating happening in the crude oil market that I actually forecasted. Mm -hmm. um, about six months ago, I reasoned that Russia was not going to let us off the hook, that we had oversupply, and it's just a matter of time before lower economic demand from 13 consecutive years of recession is going to result in big, big surpluses. But starting two years ago, there was an international movement to de-dollarize, to sell off treasury bonds, uh, to, to dump them from their central banks, to diversify into euro bonds or gold bullion. And a lot of trade between Russia and China was not dollar related. And then came the Belt and Road, which had $1.3 trillion last year in completed paid trade. Mm. And I reasoned, wow, that's a lot of non-dollar activity. It's going to have an effect in the crude oil market. Mm -hmm. There's just way too much Russian-China trade going on in energy that's not being paid for in the dollar. And we're going to start to see West Texas crude and, and all the shale industry sector oil. We're going to have it go wanting. And I thought, we're going to have a collapse of the oil price. And on top of everything else, you're going to see a dismantling of the petrodollar derivative which links the oil price with the major currencies like you know the dollar, the euro, the pound, the yen, and now the yuan, RMB. And in there, mixed in in a hidden way is the Swiss franc, always, always. They're a major player. They just don't want to be part of the mix. Mm -hmm. So I reasoned that the crude oil price is going to go down. I mean down, down, like to 20 to 30. And then when the repo problem erupted in October, we jackass colleagues put our heads together and Euroraj said to me, Jim, he's one of my smart buddies, colleagues, I call him Euroraj, and he, he's not Indian or European, but you know, just, <laughs> just a name, who cares? Yeah. Well, he's close. Anyway, um, he said, Jim, we've got a situation that's erupting with the shale industry now. They're going to go bankrupt. With, with all this corona stuff going on, the economy is slipping, <clears throat> the shutdown, the lockdown, call what you want, quarantine. We're going to have a victim in the shale sector. And he said, we're going to see it go negative. And I said, really? Because that is a tangible commodity. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, but it's governed. like Just like the housing market, you got the mortgage finance industry that, that will determine price of homes. Mm -hmm. You've got the petrodollar derivative that will de that has determined the price of oil, and now it's being dismantled. So they're losing control of the oil price, and the shale sector, 
they don't know where to put it anymore. So what, what first happened was companies in the shale sector started to offer their shale oil output for a negative – did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Okay. I went black. Um, the shale sector producers are going to offer their output of oil at a negative price. In other words, they're going to pay a small fee mm -hmm. to the buyers. And I said, explain to me this phenomenon, because we've got an evolution here of the phenomenon. It's really quite interesting. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to get to this. Okay, here we're, we're, we're at an hour mark. That's good. Um, this is a good final point to, to elaborate on, because it's exciting. And he said, well, what they're going to do is they're going to pay up to the point that they also would have had to pay for storage costs. So if their storage cost, let's just make something up. Their storage cost is $5 a barrel. Okay, they're going to be offering up to $5. So they, they initially offered to pay $1.50. Okay, and they, they get $3.50 profit. Yeah. It, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. But this, this project, it's not Trump's project. It's Wall Street's project to enable the United States to be more independent in oil output so that we're more financially secure. But it backfired. Because of the, 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 the constant recession. It's an annual recession. And then we kind of lost the Saudis. The Saudis are completely different stories. Have you noticed that they've got a, a national oil reserve quantity of 260 billion barrels and it never changes after 50 years? It never changes? Look, you don't have to be a PhD statistician to say bullshit. <laughs> You're producing 5 million barrels a day, 7 million barrels a day, and it never goes down. And they say, well, we got more discoveries. And I say, yeah, and you're openly discussing how they're small. Mm -hmm. So the Saudis have been lying. The Saudis are depleted. The entire Aramco IPO, Michael, mm -hmm. was to transition away from oil because they don't have it anymore. They're, they're really squeezing their little deposits now. They got a lot of little ones. And the funny side is they're all on the Yemen border and they're all being taken over one by one yeah. by the Shiites. Okay, back to shale. So now the shale is offering negative price and the petrodollar is starting to gather momentum in the dismantling. Mm -hmm. It's not just dismantling now. It's like the toilet bowl. You got downward momentum and it's swirling and it's going down hard. And we saw a minus 24 print for West Texas oil. And then we saw a minus 40. So I went back to your horizon and I said, I know there's more to this. I'm busy with a lot of different things, including this corona hoax. Can you explain the phenomenon, what's going on to take us to minus 20? He said, yeah, it's real simple. They're making bets now. They're doing arbitrage. They're buying September's oil and they're selling March. Because mm. they think that the, the corona shutdown will be done before September and the demand will be back. Mm -hmm. So they're wrecking the, they're wrecking the current month. Yeah. They're, wrecking, they're going to wreck every current month until we end the shutdown. So we're going to have negative price for a while in crude oil. But don't expect to have a, a real you know, bargain basement price per gallon of gasoline. It doesn't work that way. They buy 
a three-month forward contract. Now, now, what about all of the the derivatives, the 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 the, the, the hedges, the bets, the swap, I mean, all that other stuff? There has to be some losses that people will take, and then the Federal Reserve got to come in and you know make some people whole, correct? I think there have been some patches put on, not just for crude oil, and that that's your Wall Street banks, but there's some patches that have been put on because two big London, New York banks, and they refuse to be identified. This happened in late February. They backed out of the COMEX system. It's like kind of like a country club. You, you show your membership card, you go through the door, and then you can play. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like a, you know, a Foxwoods in Connecticut casino. You, you show your membership and you go inside. <clears throat> it was reported in, in February that two big U.S. or London banks got their heads cut off and the losses were something on the order of five to ten billion dollars and there was talk well we got to wait for the quarterly report and I said no by then they'll be patched over well we're having the April we're done with the April quarterly reports and there was no big five billion seven billion hole in anybody's balance sheet and by, by anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we had other Corona type damage. So a lot of it's lost in the wash, but I think they got it patched over by the Fed. Now you, you're referring to being patched over for oil derivatives. And I say, yeah, yeah. And there's a funny little piece to the, um, the side to the, um, the oil and gold derivatives. And that is the, uh, what do you call it? Over the counter, OTC. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not COMEX, they're OTC, and they're not as tightly regulated, and it, it's very, very messy and disorganized what's going on. I'd like to show the parallel. It's kind of a flip between crude oil and gold. Um, there was a quote from a fellow at GSI Exchange, and I, I, I don't really know a lot about that exchange except that he made a lot of sense and provided a lot of detail and what he said was the gold market is undergoing changes as a result of the coronavirus and all the pressures on the big banks mm-hmm. so what the big banks have now done in reaction is to say we got trouble with commercial loans we got trouble in mortgage land we got trouble in credit cards we got trouble in all kinds of home remodeling loans car loans student loans you name it loans and we're gonna have to let this gold desk manage its own problems in other words we're cutting your credit line for the gold desks Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to manage this phony baloney price suppression game anymore so what happened with the two banks with New York and London in February it's gonna happen to all the banks and that's gonna release the gold price because they're not gonna be able to say hey look you know we need we need 800 million by close of business to cap this gold move Mm -hmm. And the bank, let's just say Morgan Stanley, is going to say, "You're on your own. We, we got bigger 
We've got bigger things to deal with right now for the survival of the bank. Commercial oh. loans, yeah. mortgage loans, all the different credit Credit so watch this. And and their mortgage bonds that they're managing with their hedge funds. It's all going to crap. Now, so is that with is that within this this lockdown time frame or if they even if they attempt to reopen by September to cover some of those new futures that for the oil market, will we implode? So do you see an implosion of all that stuff this year? Possibly. It, it it's it to me it's like we got a toilet bowl. And it's swirling down. <laughs> if I put the lid on it, does that stop the swirl? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I think we're talking about momentum. And, mm. you know, momentum in physics is mass times velocity. Mm -hmm. What's the mass of this, Michael? Uh, it's, it's, it's globally, systemically, unimaginably large. Like, I can't, I don't know, I, I, I can't fathom how big it well, is. Let's just say 700 trillion, okay? Oh, just and that's all the different derivatives. Yeah. <laughs> and the biggest among them is the interest rate derivatives. I would say the oil, if I had to just guess, I'd say oil derivatives, they might have 50 to 100 trillion. Mm. The interest rate derivatives, that is the big ball of wax. Okay, so if we if we start up the economy, we, we get some Major League Baseball, and we rescue the NFL season. That's my big issue. I want my Ohio State Buckeyes to come back and, and you know, have have another go at it. Yeah. I, I want the NFL. I want to see who's going to be the replacement to Brady for my New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see the NFL. I want If we come back. Okay, I focus on sports, but you know the economy is a lot bigger than sports. Don't get me wrong; I that's my favorite area of the economy. Mm -hmm. If we come back, will we be able to stop the recession, or will we, instead of being a minus twelve or fifteen percent recession, will we have three months of minus eight or nine? That's not going to be enough. Now, stop it, this. So the the the. The, the trying to revitalize the economy is still heavily dependent upon consumption. And if, there's, if the jobs are not there or the quality of jobs and the pay is not there, then there can be no real comeback because who's going to be spending? Well, let's suppose they open it up, but it's just for 60% of the economy. Yeah. Okay, well, then you get 60% of the return to normal. That's why I say you, you might have might now have a minus 13% recession and open it up and you can only have a minus six or eight percent recession but you know it's it's a lot worse than what we describe because i believe in the john williams shadow government statistics work yeah we've had 14 consecutive years of recession and we've been between minus four and minus six percent every single year we lie on the inflation figures we lie by six percent mm -hmm. if you lie by six percent on the cpi or the you know the corresponding deflator that they liked, they actually hit that even harder. The mm. the deflator is lower than the CPI. If they lie on that, then you've got to reduce their adjusted gross domestic product by the lie. So if you mm. say, well, we're at minus, we're, we're at two percent growth, we're at two point two percent growth. Subtract six every year okay <clears throat> back to the oil derivatives in the market i think we're going to get some recovery with oil but mm -hmm. it depends on what vladimir putin does if he says well let's just turn it on we don't want the americans to recover mm -hmm. they've been pretty nasty to our nation
They put us on sanctions when we, we did not invade Ukraine. Let's keep the pressure on the United States because their globalist assholes are still in charge to a great extent. Then you don't get a recovery to the oil price. Furthermore, we attacked the Saudi oil facilities last year. That was our boys. That was the NATO Czech Republic manufacturing, what do you call it, markings on the missile. We said it was Iran. No, it was NATO. So Saudis are not our friends anymore. We're going to contribute to their terrorism on a regular and frequent basis. So don't expect them to lighten up on output either. We're not going to get an oil price recovery, Michael. Mm. Let me let me transfer this whole thing over and show the parallels and the flips to the gold market. Please do. <clears throat> and, and, and silver. It's, can throw some silver in there, too. I, I'm curious to hit because silver hasn't moved. Gold, gold has been going up, but silver hasn't moved. So I'm sure there has to be something behind that. Yeah, I'm afraid it's really just really lousy industrial demand. Mm -hmm. um, there are two pieces to silver. One is investment. One is industrial. Let me get to the argument for the parallel because okay. it's really quite fascinating. Right now, you've got really low demand in the oil industry. Uh, you, you've got, for a number of reasons, the Saudis and the Russians continue to pump it out. Okay, they, they talk about reducing, but they don't. They lie. They learn from us to lie. It's strategically valuable. Okay, so the, the oil demand is low. The economy is, is down. The economy is shut down. The driving is less. You can't cross a border easily. The, 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 the bridges are blocked. I mean, our economy is down. So you've got a much lower oil demand. Mm -hmm. With all the crisis, you're getting the opposite. You're getting really high gold demand. It's frustrated by the U.S. Mint shutting down. It's frustrated by by lack of, of supply. But just leave that aside because the premium is going up on the purchases that do happen. Right. Okay, now let's talk about supply. In the oil market, you got oversupply. It's all over the place. We, we have had oil supply for as long as we've been producing out of the shale sector, especially the last five years. It's gotten ridiculous, <clears throat> the oversupply. And now you got negative price, which is like a glaring, flashing billboard of oversupply. Okay, how's the gold market? That's got undersupply. You've had the suppressed gold price for a long time. You've had the South African mines shut down for a couple of years or more. That's There was a point 20 years ago where it was said that 35% of all the gold in vaults came from South Africa. Mm -hmm. And now they've shut down. So where's the gold coming from? Well, not coming from Russia. They don't allow export. <clears throat> not coming from China. They don't allow exports. So now you've got all this shortage of supply. And now you've got shortage of Mexico, Peru, and Chile for silver. They're shutting down. Now couple... Okay, I, I, I made it clear. The opposite mm -hmm. for supply, the opposite for demand. All right. And now cut off the funding for the hedge fund uh, sector uh, for the outright bank-operated gold desks. Shut down the supply of credit. And what's going to happen to the gold price? It's going to explode. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know when, but it's going to explode. I'm thinking in the next several months, we're likely to see a $200 price up. It relaxes a bit. Next day, is up 200 more. Mm. And before you know it, we're going to make a beeline to 3000 And we're going to get from, remember back in the 90s, oh my gosh, look at that. The Dow Jones Industrial went from four to 5000 Oh, look at that. It went from five to 6000 Faster than it went from four to 5000 Mm-hmm. We'll get ready for that in the gold market. It took a long time to get to 2000 but man, it was lickety-split to get to three. And look at that. It's 4000 already. Mm. <clears throat> the, the voice said we're going to 10000 gold and we're going to 400 silver. But uh. it's going to be a lot more complicated than what you think because we're no longer in the bimetallic monetary standard. I, re- I just read a historical account. Uh, it was from Simon Black of the Sovereign Man. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. You go back to like three, four thousand BC, King Darius of of Persia, which is Iran. He established the gold silver ratio. I think it was about twelve to one back then, mm-hmm. because he had an imbalance. His country produced one metal, and a neighbor produced the other. And they were doing trade with each other. So he thought, let's just fix the ratio, eliminate the fluctuations, and we'll have a very prosperous pair of countries. Mm-hmm. A brilliant move. Okay, we're at the point now where silver has separated. And I, okay, you were asking what's going on with the silver market. Why, is it, why isn't it catching up? I'll give you a reason you may not have thought about. We're waiting for the free energy systems. Mm, okay. Okay. Share some light. Share some. Share something on that one. Okay. <clears throat> there has been a reset international accord that was signed a few years ago. I can't prove this, but I'm told that in January of 14, the accord was signed by over 100 nations. And the United States violated it in a mere one month to invade Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We blamed Russia. Uh, Russia ordered a, a referendum in the Crimea. It wasn't even in the U.S. news. Ninety-seven percent said they wanted to be part of. Um, <clears throat> they wanted to be part of Russia. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Didn't put that in the news. We just continue to blame Russia for everything, mm-hmm. and we've used Ukraine as a, a wonderful experimental ground for micro-nuclear weapons and release of engineered viruses into the public so we can study the effects for both the nukes and the virus. Hmm. But the point of this reset accord was that these hundred plus nations made an agreement. Gold would become the monetary standard and silver would become the technology standard. I did not say energy standard. Um, I've got a client whose father was involved in Roswell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we became buddies last year. And uh, he's not a young man anymore. I don't know how much I should say. How about just this? I don't want to give it away because he, he's known some murders. Mm. People who tried to take the technology and commercialize it. They were killed. Um, what he told me was, yes, yes, 
there is something in avionics from the Roswell ET craft. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of reverse engineering in the 50s. We had space travel in the 60s. Mm, okay. We've got an outpost on a Jupiter moon. We've got a colony on Mars. This is what he's telling me. <clears throat> but back to the technology. He said, well, there's the Tesla clip. That's a zero-point energy system that takes 500 watts and turns it to 50,000. Mm -hmm. That's 100-fold. Yeah. You, you can have a – you can power an entire large neighborhood on mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's what's coming. And it's got a silver component to it. Many of these new energy systems have a silver component to them. Uh, it's, there's something unique about silver. It's got two very stable isotopes. They're both about 40% in frequency. No other element has that. You, you got the photographic characteristics. That's, that's all wonderful. You got the solar panels. That's all very wonderful. <clears throat> but they've also got this dual isotope working. This, my buddy, I call him Farmer in, in interviews. The farmer told me that his father, fascinating stories. Okay, remember the time frame, late mm -hmm. 50s, early 60s, we had space travel. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so how did they prove the technology that they were doing reverse engineering on? We didn't have computers, Michael. They had to prove technology and they did it through calculators and in integration through approximation. I'm talking like area under a curve and they just have a bunch of rectangles and they just make them smaller rectangles and they add them up, add it up, add it up, add it up all day long to get an answer that we do in one hundredth of a second now. Mm -hmm. So they prove technology using Laplace transforms. I'm not going to get into all that. <clears throat> They proved it with Laplace transforms, mm -hmm. and they proved it not uh, – what's the word? Not conclusively. They proved it to, to you know, like, an, well, we're 97% sure that this will work. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's run with it. And they used the anti-gravity propulsion systems. They copied them, and we made a fleet out of them. One-third of all UFOs in the United States is U.S. military. I got news for people. <clears throat> mm. okay. So, okay, okay, so, let me pause one second. so is there any connection with this information being leaked based upon like I saw something the Pentagon let out some information that UFOs do exist and it showed a quick little one minute video that's yeah. under the radar. Is this like is this yeah. intentional to put this out yeah. there? <laughs> it's just to let it leak out drop by drop and before you know it you got a small pond. And the pond is a is a like a, a national I uh, I don't want to use a weird word credulity uh, uh, a new national belief system that's been developed drop by drop. <clears throat> you, you've got a, a cigar-shaped object that's been spotted out there, mm -hmm. and it's like five miles long. Okay, we've got anti-gravity systems. Mm -hmm. I, I got into a dispute with my younger sister, and she said, "Jim, I don't buy this weather control." I just don't buy it. And I said, well, sis, you know, Puerto Rico got hit three times in one month. 
no place has ever been hit twice in a single month. Houston did a U-turn on the hurricane two years ago to hit her Houston a second time. Never happened in the history of mankind before. And she said, well, I just don't buy it. So I said, okay, I'll send you a list of all the patents for weather control since 1940s and 50s. And she said, okay, because I don't believe it. I did, and she said, wow, okay, fine, fine, Jim, fine, 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 Jim, okay, fine. Now I'm going to ignore you again. I'm going to put you on mute. Okay, I'm just, I'm sick of all this stupidity. Okay, now, <clears throat> the avionic system that they found on the Roswell ET craft involves silver and human mental thought processes to control the panel because the human frequencies coincide closely with the frequencies naturally known to silver and I don't know if it's to a certain isotope as opposed to the other but what they've got going now is moving one to the other isotope to the other and taking advantage of it <clears throat> kind of like you know twin brothers swapping their girlfriends mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so we've got okay, you mentioned the military I'm gonna mention them also mm -hmm. the Navy has been chosen to be in charge of the release of the patents mm -hmm. the US Navy now if you know anything about the military you know that naval intelligence is number one army intelligence no mm -hmm. defense intelligence is largely run from my understanding defense intelligence DIA is largely run by the Navy the Navy has been charged to dispense. And I've been saying for the last two years, we cannot go off our dollar and adopt a gold standard without suffering immediate decay and collapse from the enormous trade deficit, which is a bill, a trillion, a trillion. And I'm told, wait till you see all the new green shoots of energy systems and new technology. Okay, so I come up with a list. You got optics, you got robotics, you got artificial intelligence programming, you got telecom, you got quantum computing, which I could explain a little bit. I'm not an expert. You got all the different bioengineering for positive things like getting rid of leukemia, getting rid of what's the uh, when you're too fat and you you, you, uh, you can't control your sugar diabetes mm -hmm. bioengineering okay so and, and now just add to all those things we do know about largely in the public now add to that 20 different new energy new technology systems and holy moly uh, wow Con Ederson the electrical uh, utility out of New York City <laughs> yeah you don't have much time left Wow so we got a raft of new technology coming mm -hmm. gonna be exciting so 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 just from hearing all that possibility that's in the works is going to be unleashed and silver to be the backbone and the foundation for all that technically 
that would put a lot, in. a lot of that, not all, a lot of that, a lot of it. And so that rare, right there, don't leave out rare earth metals. Okay, the, the king will be silver. And so with the so with the so you said that the voice told you four k or four hundred silver, ten k gold, relatively easier. So I'm like, why wow, four hundred still sounds kind of cheap in comparison to that gold price, you know, comparison there, wouldn't you say? I don't or think you're, no. gonna, you're not going to get too many complaints with a four hundred dollars yeah, silver yeah. price. I mean, I know some people who are, who are stacked up at twenty and twenty two, and they're going, "Man, I can't wait till we get to thirty. And I say, "Well, you're going to piss your pants when we get to hundred. Yeah. Now, okay, watch this. As you get ready to draw down, living in a world where ten k ten k go four hundred silver, the dollars are already toast. And so, get, what, what are we going to be transitioning to? Domestically, what's the shice dollars? That shice dollar still in play? If they're going to be two different currencies, a domestic and international <laughs> currency, give us our rundown. Oh man, I tell you, a tough one. You're using a term that I coined five or six years exactly, ago. Exactly, the shice dollar. We talked about it. Now, for those who aren't aware, shice is the German word, not just for <laughs> shit, but for flotsam, jetsam, and rubbish. It's a, it's an all-purpose word, shice. Mm -hmm. We, we've got many. We, you know. <laughs> English is a rich language. I, I love English language. The more I study s Spanish, the more I enjoy my English. But uh, <clears throat> what's going to come? Okay, I, I have to revise. I can't just say, well, you know, that was my forecast in 2016, 17. Oh, my gum, I'm going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. No, no, I, I'm not going to stick with it. I altered my forecast in 2017. I said we're we're not going to go to the shice dollar. Um, it's it's not going to be like a uniform shice dollar, and by that I mean a phony gold backing. Mm -hmm. We're going to say we could say, for instance, we've got Fort Knox, we've got the eight thousand tons. That's going to be our backing, and we're going to make a lot of new industry so we don't have to forfeit all the all that gold in the first two years because you know our trillion dollar trade deficit at a $1,300 gold price would force us to relinquish 13,000 tons in the first year of gold. Mm -hmm. We ain't going there. Okay, so I think I, I had to change. I said we're going to go to a dual universe. This is 2017, remember, mm -hmm. and this is post-Ukraine, and this is right at the inception of the Belt and Road. We're going to go to a, a dual universe where the East, like Thailand and Korea and Japan and Indonesia and Malaysia, wow, that, that's a big population center. Mm -hmm. Indonesia has 200 million people. Are, are people aware of that? Um, they're going to go to the RMB and they're going to bring in, they're going to bring in Japan. This is my 2017 thinking. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have all, you know, U.S., Latin America, Canada, uh, Western Europe, England, U.K. That's all going to be dedicated to the dollar. And they're going to be forced to take this shice dollar and we're going to shove it down their throats. But what's then going to be interesting, and this is how I, you know, transitioned my thoughts, 2018 and 19, I thought we're going to have a lot of friction in the frontier areas like Iran, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Eastern Europe, Turkey. What are they going to use? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not clear, not at all clear. And, and then came the explosion 
of our foundation to the dollar with repo. And I thought, oh my goodness, we're going to be moving to Weimar real fast here. I was saying that in September and October. Infinite QE. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This, this is going to be messy. And what I did not count on was, well, the Uber lords and the managers of the dollar have a different plan. It's called a jump shift. We're going to do a medical coup, wreck the, gold econ the global economy, and uh, take it from there. So the question now is, if, okay, you got to look at the, the two sides. We're on a knife's edge here. I, I, I am firmly of the belief that we're going to win, that the Patriots and the White Hats are going to win. I think we've got tremendous resources from something that Americans don't really factor into their equations. It's the white dragon. Elaborate. Huh? Pardon yeah, me? I was going to elaborate on that for me, the white dragon. <laughs> 110, 115,000 tons of gold. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, China goes back a long way. Mm-hmm thousands of years so does Persia have you ever wondered why Persia is on our shit list because they don't share their gold well how much do they have I mean golly is the Islamic Republic it's only like 20 years old and I say you're a lousy student of history the Persian Empire has got 5,000 years remember I mentioned King Darius mm -hmm. that was what 3,000 BC they got a lot of gold Mm -hmm. And they won't share it with us, so we sanction them. And they say, screw you. You can play with our economy. You can shove heroin through our borders from Afghanistan. You can play with our currency and mess us up. But we're not giving you our gold. Okay, they're a frontier nation. Mm -hmm. What do the Uber lords have in mind who have attempted to maintain control through shutdown economy and medical crisis and control the news what is their plan well they're rather tight-lipped about it what about the digital dollar narrative the digital dollar but you know not a lot of details uh, you know i i hear rudiments you know a little here a little there and okay uh, hard to put those fragments together into a solid foundation I, I get a, a, a simple approach that I use. Uh, sometimes it's not worth it to get too elaborate. What lessons did we learn from crypto? Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, Veritasium. Um, what, what lessons did we learn? Well, there are two. You got to be decentralized and you got to be transparent. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the two pillars of cryptocurrency that are unshakable. Mm -hmm. now, the rest, like platforms and token function and whatever, I don't care about that. They're, they're going to fall in place. They're going to evolve. They're going to have a really interesting history. I, I itch, sorry. Um, I got a sunburn the other day. I was sitting in the shade. I got sunburned in the shade, two hours in the shade. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so... When you hear about the Phoenix, which been, has been remarkably out of the news, mm -hmm. this is the Basel, Bank of International Settlement Solution, a digital new currency. They call it the, the Phoenix. It's going to be, it was touted to be a gold-backed currency where 
the SDR special drawing rights would be divided five ways you know the dollar the yen the pound the euro and the RMB and it would be backed by gold and digitalized to which I said centralized <laughs> and the answer is hell yeah to which I replied transparent mm -hmm. and the reply is not a chance so do you think the uber lord plan for a digital dollar with their their Basel headquarters and their lack of transparency and total centralization you think it'll fly mm -hmm. I say only at the point of a gun mm. or at the point of a meal or at the point of a syringe okay now let's go back step off and, and say well golly we had an announcement that deserves further examination the Chinese announced a digital currency this mm -hmm. week yeah um, is it going to be centralized oh definitely yeah is it going to be transparent I think more than Basel so if they run with one of the two pillars requirement they might actually get some traction <clears throat> how did that uh, Petro uh, cryptocurrency work out with Venezuela backed by oil I, I, I haven't heard a word of it since yeah yeah lead balloon right right <laughs> so let's wait to see what offering the Kremlin has for a digital currency yeah I, I tried to pick the, the voices brain as much as I could on this topic and uh, he, he's very hard oh gosh he just keeps saying Jim non-disclosure agreement Jim NDA 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 okay I don't want to get into our history of little conflicts but mm -hmm. what he does is is he drops some pearls mm-hmm like after the attack on Saudi Arabia last what was it July or so um, I said no question in my mind it was done by Langley or their hand Israel NATO cooperation it's that gang mm -hmm. and that proved to be correct and, and I, I asked the voice please help us to understand okay, I, I, I shared with you his gold and silver breakdown mm -hmm. and he said well it's not yet perfectly clear what the vehicle is going to be or vehicles it's going to be a fleet by that he means it's going to be several digital currencies but he said what is clear is that the sovereign bonds and the corporate bonds are all going to be structured within the blockchain Okay, so we've got more certainty regarding the blockchain than we do the actual crypto type currencies. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have distinctions among the currencies from their centralized control. Let me just paint a picture that, that's ridiculous, okay? <laughs> just to let you know what could come, mm -hmm. what they might try to do, and will fall on its face. Okay. Basel will say, trust us we've got a history that you can look at to trust us mm -hmm. and I say yeah um, give us your gold Bolivia give us your gold 
you've got 300 tons of gold and if you park it in Basel then Bolivia you can trade globally as a legitimate card-carrying member mm -hmm. and they'll say okay because uh, you know we want to continue the commerce with China they provide us a lot of motorcycles and television sets okay I'm just mm -hmm. it, it's what Bolivia imports yeah and Bolivia will export its tin its silver its copper maybe platinum mm -hmm. and so that's the two-way trade just Bolivia and China okay and Bolivia earns that right because they handed over their 300 tons of gold for safekeeping in Basel. Mm -hmm. All these nations do the same and they're now global traders in the system mm -hmm. because they, you could say, served up, provided, or you could say forfeited and will never see again mm -hmm. their gold. Yeah. Okay, then you get to the... Uh, you get to the decision-making that this is where centralization comes Basel says Chile we don't like what you did you're now suspended you did X mm -hmm. and you exposed some friends of ours corruption mm -hmm. and we don't like that so you're suspended from global trade until this is cleared up Okay, that's what you call centralized power of decision-making. Yeah. Okay. Now, transparency. Bolivia lets a few months and years pass, and they say, um, we added a little bit to our 300, and now we're 320, but we'd like to have an independent audit to make sure it's all there. And Basel says, <laughs> you don't trust us? And they say, well, we want an independent audit to make sure it's all there. Mm -hmm. And Basel says, not going to happen. Okay, do you think that system will work? It wouldn't, but Not a chance. if they've already forfeited all their gold and they're at the mercy now of uh, uh, the, uh, a greater power, then they would have, in order to play ball on an international stage, they got to let it fly. Yeah, but I'm saying it won't even get off the ground. Okay. You're talking no. about flying and continuing in flight. I'm going to say... Don't have much. the decentralization. Don't have the transparency. Nobody's going to sign up. Bolivia yeah. won't do it. They won't do it. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, no, we see a bunch of events that have happened in the last 20 years, and you don't seem trustworthy. We're not going to do it. But they might not say that. They'll say, well, you know, we've done our feasibility studies, and based on recommendations from our local domestic experts in finance and banking, we think that we're <laughs> going to – yeah, right. Double talk, bullshit talk. Uh -huh. <laughs> they don't want to get shot in the head. And remember, these Basel guys have a lot of hired murderers. Mm -hmm. And they typically operate out of two locations. One is in Rome, where they've got these wonderful churches and cardinals and bankers who like little boys and the other one is in the southeast corner of the Mediterranean in a little nation surrounded by enemies and you can try to figure out what those two countries are all on your own <laughs> those are where the hired killers come for mm. Basel mm. 
Basel doesn't have their own Swiss hired killers. Mm-hmm. They use contractors. I mean, if I'm going to look for an expert uh, plumber, I'm not going to do it myself. I'm not going to have my best friend. I'm going to hire somebody because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the risks are too big. Okay, I painted a story for a picture, rather, for Basel and their ill-fated digital currency that was once called the phoenix because it was going to rise out of the ashes and to which i said what ashes can you now describe the ashes a little bit better after the last couple months yeah i can i can the ashes make a whole lot more sense from what i'm looking at on our landscape Mm -hmm. so i ask where do you think the digital currencies are going to come from the fed might have one But again, I ask, will it be centralized and transparent? I think no and no. So I don't think it's going to gain a lot of acceptance, except for the people who have to operate under the point of a gun or the point of a syringe or the plate of food. Mm. The Chinese are going to come up with one. I think it'll be better. The Russians will come up with one. I think it'll be better. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a competition coming real soon, real soon, for the successor to the dollar. Here's a different interpretation. We're going to have to wrap this up. We're going on. Yeah. Um, hour 45, big guy. Um, <clears throat> forgot my point. Sorry. About uh, about <laughs> the, the the competition and the currency in the crypto in a currency in a in a decentralized currency realm, digital stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still pulling a blank. I, I, I looked at I looked at the clock and I, I went, oh my god! All right, so we, um, we, we, we. Let, let me let me talk about my website. Okay, go ahead. Feel free to yeah. Um, January of last year, I, I had an, an upgrade. Mm-hmm. A guy from Western Europe, he made me an offer I couldn't refuse, which is typically what the mafia do. It involves killing your little girl. But this guy made me an offer I couldn't refuse. It was, it was a much more favorable offer, which was, I'll be your website manager for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm very experienced in a lot of things on web design and marketing and search engines. I said, let's do a trial for six months. Mm-hmm. So we loaded up the website for six months and back in 2018. And in January of 19, we had a new website. Mm-hmm. It's got a wider, better look. It's got better graphics. It's got better portability, like with, uh, you know, tablets and portable devices, which now are over 50%. Over yeah. 50% of website access now is done by portable. So on the site, look at that. You've got the login. Um, subscribe in here in the yellow in the middle. Subscribe mm-hmm. in, in the middle is for uh, signing up for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. It's a six-month subscription. You know, above that, and there are the public articles and interviews. Mm-hmm. Okay, the login is what you use after you signed up, and you're going in to check out the uh, the monthly report that was just just put out. And mm-hmm. I, I posted that. Um, it was uh, Thursday, eight days ago. Uh, it was a labor of love, and I I, I got to tell you something. In the last two months, I've kind of reinvented the format. Yeah. I, the, the, we're in new ground. This is uncharted territory. I, I had a, a chapter of almost 15 pages where it's nothing but my opinion. Mm-hmm. I never did that before. I, I have to say, well, we got, we got, and I got some nice feedback. 
client wrote me recently two days ago and said, Jim, you, you had about 18 or 20 different topics in your opinion chapter. And I, I got to tell you that about 10 of them were right at the top of my list. I want to know what you think about them. But mm -hmm. you had some more. And it wasn't, well, you know, I looked it up and uh, here, here it is. Here's some facts. Here's some links. Here's some data. Here's some quotes. No, it's like, what's going on? What is this? What's really causing these cases? What what are these cases in reality? Uh, what's happening with the engineering, the demonstrating what was engineered? What's what's being shown for say the spike proteins, the, those attachment mechanisms? Yeah. We had ninety percent. It was Marion, Ohio. Ninety percent of prisoners tested po positive for corona. Okay, there's an interpretation now that's getting a lot of traction, meaning credibility. Yeah. Corona is a an active microbe in human lung liquids. Mm. No wonder we test positive for corona. Corona is mm. part of the human physiology. This is getting complicated. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> so. I had to redesign the format, and, and what that meant was I had a full day two weeks ago where I didn't do anything. I'm, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to design it? What am I going to do? How, how do I do that? I don't even know where to start. So I had a long conversation with a friend of mine in Virginia, and she and I hammered it out. She said, Jim, I think you got a good plan. Go with it. Mm -hmm. So that night I started, I did about eight different items in my opinion chapter. Mm -hmm. I said, I need an editor's note at the beginning. Okay, so I'm trying not to reinvent the wheel. I'm trying to adapt to changing conditions where there's a lot of obscurity. Mm -hmm. Okay, <clears throat> if you go back to that, if you could, <clears throat> in the middle, you got the yellow donate button. And I have had my butt saved by several hundred donations. Mm -hmm. I can honestly tell you that without them, I'd be out of business. That's how profound the Costa Rican fraud and construction losses have been. Mm -hmm. It's well over $300,000. And in the last year and a half or so, it's taken on a different form of what I call demonic events. A tree fell on my house. A fire in the electrical box burned a hole through the roof. A client who owed 12 grand for some little side work we're doing, he had a meeting arranged two hours later, but he was killed in a car crash. Mm -hmm. An erupted septic tank with the wrongful death of the neighbor's wife. And that involved 80,000 loss. A motorcycle victim in, in the middle of a crash where we were deemed at fault because we were going wrong way on a one-way street. The only problem was it was not marked. Mm -hmm. So we were deemed at fault, another wrongful death, another 90,000. A crime scene where internal fraud on a rather profound basis, 6% owner, close to $200,000 loss. Crime mm -hmm. scene. The guy was shot dead in prison by a bigger share owner and he said something like may voy avangar 
I am going to get vengeance. Me voy a vengar. And those words kind of ring in my head once in a while. Okay, so the donate button is for people who want to help me out. Uh, and, and you know you qualify. You qualify if you've just been listening to the YouTubes for the longest time and never signed up. I got people who did that, but they finally signed up and they said, "Damn, I wish I'd signed up two years ago, because I looked at some back issues and you were talking about things that are happening now." I've got a handful of wonderful men and women who've helped me with five figures, mm -hmm. and. I'll never forget them the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to recruit another one right now. Okay, <laughs> then I've got the consulting button, and that really did not get moving. I got I got one yesterday and one today. They're fun. It's tw it's thirty minutes, sixty minute, ninety minutes, mm -hmm. competitively priced, and I call you up. Like a, a guy wrote, wrote it, a guy signed up yesterday evening for a full hour. So I said, okay, I, I need your phone number. I, I must have that. And, uh, you know, if you wish, give me a short list of things you want to talk about, and we'll do the best we can. And what I'm finding is that eight or nine out of ten topics I'm well-versed in. There's no way I know everything about everything. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So what I've noticed and I'm very happy about is the consulting button <clears throat> has gotten a lot of attention in the last two months. And it's not surprising. People are worried. People have a, a specific concern. One client had uh, had his gold in a certain depository in the United States. He had it leased out with his permission and signed contract. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to know, am I going to lose it or should I call it back and and forego something like, you know, I think one and a half, two percent per month that he was earning. Yeah. That's kind of like a callable option, um, an option call, I should say. So anyway, the, my point is that the, the consulting is doing better now. I, I really enjoy it. I, I, I've had a dozen calls, and they're, they're, not, they're good people. And before you know it, oh, my gosh, I, I went 20 minutes over what you paid for. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it, it's fun. Uh, it, it builds a relationship. Uh, this one guy has followed up w with something that he's concerned about in Uruguay with mm -hmm. a citrus farm. Because he wants to get the hell out of California. Yeah. California is horrible right now. Yeah. They're legislating everything, including your water retention. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't even you can't even cut limbs off your tree out front without a signed permission from your town. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> so anyway, that's the website, Golden Hyphen Jack. Golden-jackass.com. Um, you know, nothing's perfect. The website is not perfect. Before, it was much worse. I mean, I, I have to deal with it, little issues now and again, but it's my job. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm having a lot of fun at this, but what's driving me miserable and into tears at times is the losses. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I'm a, a strong, honorable man, but I've wept. Mm -hmm. over these losses. The two wrongful deaths have resulted in over 120,000 in losses since December. It's, it's pretty hard to overcome that. Yeah. You, you got to do it with installments and there's interest. 
And if you're wondering what's a Costa Rican interest, let me just give you a hint. You want a mortgage? Get ready to qualify at 25% mortgage rates. Whoa. So very few people qualify. Which means in the last few years, the main buyers have been Chinese. Now, you think they're popular now? I don't think so. So, you know, I'm having a hard time. I, I love my work. Mm -hmm. I don't really like talking and, and writing about the, the wrecked economy. So I'm, I'm going to try to focus soon on the rebuilding of the economy. I'm hearing that it'll take two years to rebuild, and I'm thinking at least. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm enjoying the heck out of the consult button. I got a really wonderful Easter surprise from a guy in Germany. And uh, I, had, I had to translate his German email. But, you know, there's Google Translator. And, and when I translated, I went straight to my knees. Sweet. Well, hey, Jim, Willie, it's been great, uh, as always, man. Um, what was that, half an hour? I lost track. Was that half, 35 minutes? Of what? No, I don't know. About, about 10 minutes, give or take to wind us down. But we're no, no, to no, no, no. I'm saying, how long were we recording? Was that about 30 or 35 oh, no, so, minutes? So we're about to sign off now. So, <laughs> everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Definitely go check out Jim if you haven't already. I'm sure everybody has. But uh, it's been great as always. And you dropped a lot of nuggets in there. So now we just wait, be patient, prepare, and, and try to make sense of what's going on as best we can. So, uh, Jim Willie, thanks for joining us. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy your day. I don't know if I made a bad joke there. That was an hour and 40.